for the players. I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And this is for the players, the pop culture PlayStation podcast. Over 40 years of playing PlayStation, 10 plus years in the games meeting department. Thank you for joining oh, us in nice. this PlayStation tight. conversation. As the notification noise goes off, we'll get to that in just a moment. This PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8 a.m. on podcast services, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and 9 a.m. on those you choose. But if you'd like to take part in future conversations with us, you can. Come and check out our socials. Facebook, Discord, Instagram, Twitter, all of those links can be found in the description below. Do you want to join the conversation as it happens? Head over to twitch.tv slash popcultures, where you can watch us record this show live, where you can jump in the chat and become part of the show. If you want to support the show, you can by telling your friends, telling your family about this PlayStation pod. If you are listening on podcast services, be sure to give us a five-star rating and a written review if you're watching on youtube be sure to like subscribe with a comment below i endeavor to answer every single comment and if you want to support us financially you can at patreon.com slash the pop culturist as well as our merchandise top pop culture.com slash shop where you can buy shirts and other sorted shit with our logos on it as i mentioned notification noises went off in my ear hole and that's a big thank you to rated type r for the resubscription uh on uh on the on the twitch stream and also a big thank you to Rock Lumi for doing one just before we started recording the show. Max, how you been? Hey, bad man. Yeah? Yeah, it's been an all right week, despite the fact that it's been hot and cold and all it, types it, of... It has been the most Katy Perry of weeks. Um, it was hot and cold, yes and you know, we were in and you were out, it was up and you're down... It was wrong, it was right, it was black, and it was white. I'm pretty sure that's all the words to the chorus of Katy Perry's Hot and Cold. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I had a, it was a weird week. I was I was super exhausted for the majority of the week. I'm not, not entirely sure why, but luckily uh, on uh, on Thursday, I was just, by the end of it, I was just knackered. My kid just wanted to spend all day in bed watching movies. I'm like, yeah. Right. <laughs> well, my Thursday was fucking stacks, but actually, that was a pretty good Thursday. I can't argue. That's pretty good. My Thursday was pretty good, though. Uh, so I did some cool shit, and it's PlayStation related shit. So we're going to swing open the show with that one. So to uh, uh, create an event around the launch of God of War Ragnarok, PlayStation Australia connected up with a uh, a, a series, a, a, rest, a chain of restaurants called Mjolnir. Uh, they're based out of Sydney and Melbourne, a Viking slash Norse themed restaurant where they created a lovely fine dining experience based around the latest game. So they had this uh, multi-course meal uh, called the Discover the Realms and each one of the, uh, of the drinks and the food were all themed in such a way that they were like named after uh things in in the latest god of war game and uh it was a fucking treat have you been in the place max nah nah I, i'm not one for fine dining my, my wife's not a huge doesn't have a large palate for variety yeah no your wife very much does not have a very wide <laughs> palate like, i remember when i lived here, it was like um it was a good number of the same shit on repeat so so it's it's not something that we would do together, but I'd also feel guilty like totally not taking her. So yeah, it was um, <laughs> it's one of those things. Yeah, so I took I took my new friend, her and I went, and um, so she she has quite a um a fine dining palate, which is great because 
the the people were there were like this is this and this is that and I'm like yeah but how does this connect to PlayStation? And then I, that's when I suddenly cared again. So it was it was a great it was a great lot of win win scenario. I went because it was PlayStation themed and and uh, she enjoyed it because it was a, a nice fine dining experience. It was right up her alley. So I came out looking fantastic, by the way. And I was like, I just wanted to go because it was PlayStation. But then suddenly I look awesome. It was a really good, it was a very good pro gamer move by me, is what I'm saying. Delivered pretty well. Right off. Yeah, so we went on for Thursday night to go check out the place. Uh, it was really bizarre. So it's in this little like side alley uh, in, in, in Melbourne CBD. So it was really... Uh, really uneventful and like in terms of the, the, the as in the the alleyway was really quiet it was dark and like there was a, a a bar called la la land i'm like hey i got really hammered there once and then i was like, oh and there's this door so they had this really like big wooden ornate door like there's no major sign it didn't say mjolnir in capital letters and like you know flashing neon or anything there's this little thor's ha- you know mjolnir symbol to the right of the door so, oh, cool. Well, are they even open? It's just so quiet outside. Like, you can't hear anything. Um, yeah, and then you open the door and it does that. It literally does the whole... And as it does, like, the light of the of the venue comes through, you start hearing the, srum- the sound and the rumbling of, uh, of of the crowd as they're all, you know, chinking of, of cutlery and, like, uh, and the ruckus mixed with, like, the warm heat that comes from... Come, and all the scents and the smells and the music you hear in that real kind of Norse, like, throaty um, singing. And it was, like, holy fuck, what a way to, like, open the door. And, like, you know when you play, like, D&D? And then someone tries to explain to you what it's like walking into a tavern. Like, it's this, it's that. It felt like that. I like I lived a real-blown RPG tavern experience. It was brilliant. Walk in, have this lovely case to the left. It's got all, like, fucking armor. And like, it, it looks like armor straight out of Skyrim. It was tits. And then there was, like, a plastic sword that I'm pretty sure my son has. He got it from the reject shop. So that like, kind of took me out of it for a second. But then I came back right in. Um, yeah, so we, 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 we were downstairs. So I had this real kind of, like, dungeon-y sort of feel. Went in downstairs, there's lovely brick archways everywhere, more display cases, big round shields on the wall, axes, you know, everyone, like all the men work, like that were working there look straight out of the Vikings TV show. I'm pretty sure they're all related to Skarsgards in somewhere. You know, they've all got the blonde hair and like the man buns or whatever. Um, It was awesome. We sat down, like, oh, what brings you here? I'm like, we're here for the God of War thing. I'm a giant fucking Thor. Look at my arm. And went, oh, yeah, cool. No worries. Super easy. Uh, and then it started with, like, so they have these little um, little shot glasses that are in the shape of horns on the table. And, like, you know, well, we, you know, we, we start every, every, every meal uh with a uh, a shot to the gods um so it's this it was this beautiful honey mead you know we you know we skull you know to uh to the it was really funny because they were like you know we're, we're gonna we salute to you know odin and thor and loki i'm like i just played a game and two of them are assholes so i don't really want to like cheers them but loki fuck yeah i'll, I'll cheers all day for loki took a swig delicious absolutely like straight off the bat the first thing i put in my mouth fantastic so so good um but yeah so then the menu comes out and it's all named after bullshit things in, Ra- in god of war ragnarok which is great there was like freya's revenge and the dwarf's forge and the mists of niflheim and uh you know all these like, just nerdy ass little fucking names that they've given it because it was all about you know each each meal or each item was about discovering the realms 
um, which was stacks of, stacks of fun, stacks of fun. So <clears throat> the, the first drinks, that, like, I'm just going to go through step by step, Max. I'm going to nerd out and you just jump in if you have any questions. But once again, seeing as you're, you're not a fine diner as, as neither am I, I was like, I wrote that one. Yeah, I wrote that one. Um, so the, the, the first was a round of drinks. We picked up the, uh, the mists of Niflheim, um, which I originally thought would be some cool thing that have like, uh, um, like dry ice in it or something to kind of make it look all misty and cool. Nah, it was just a green drink. Um, tastes pretty good. That was gin based. So it was like, bro, it was brutal. You would love it. Cause I, I know you're a fan of your gins. I'm a gin man. Uh, um, and then I got this, like the dwarves forge, which was a, uh, a cognac, um, it had like a port and cranberries and stuff in it. Right? Just found it. Um, <clears throat> but to make it cool is the dude comes out with two little metal saucepinny thingies. It put, you know, he puts the, the, the hit of the, the cognac in it and then just straight sets it on fire and then proceeds to do this cool pouring thing, which burns out the alcohol because it's pretty gnarly. And then it also has this really cool, like molten effect to really bring home that dwarven, uh, feel to it. And it, it, it it was awesome. It tasted like warm Christmas. Uh, it was all fruity and like it sat here really nice and because it was high booze content and I didn't eat that much that day. It hit me like a fucking ton of bricks. But came with this little bag of chai as well. So you took the chai tea bag in there. It's like, oh yeah, cool. And it adds a whole different flavor to it again. Oh, it was so, so good. Uh, then we had uh, some salmon dish. Oh, actually, I'll pull up the... I should be creative and I should pull up like the actual fucking menu. You didn't steal a menu from the place. Oh, I did. But um, yeah, Phoebe has it. I, I I don't have it. So I should have stolen it back, but I, I did not. I was, I was inefficient. Oh no, we, we straight up stole it. I just don't have it in front of me, which is the, which is the bummer. Um, let me have a look. Let's see what, did, what was the things that we had? Uh, so we had the Sortier's Revenge. So Sortier is this, uh, uh, essentially this big mystery legend of an, of an individual that was based out of, of, of Muspelheim, um, which was really interesting because like, you know, Muspelheim being like this uh, fucking mortal looking ass realm that's covered in mountain and fire and stuff. It was really like, it was an oddly like fresh, uh, like salmon dish that was really dope. Um, and, yeah, and, Fre- and then we had Freya's Revenge, which which was like, this piece of bone. So you would take the bone marrow out of it and then you would smear it on bread and eat it. It was really fucking bizarre because it tastes like Vegemite. It was like real yeasty and salty. And I was like, who's this per- person that ate some, which is animal that ate so much Vegemite that it seeped into their bone marrow. But what was like super fucking metal about it is you could request to take a shot of whiskey through the bone marrow and like through the bone piece so they would set it on fire so like emulsify all the fats and really bring that smoky flavor into it and then take a shot and she's like and the woman behind her is like look you're clearly here for the experience I'm like yes i am she goes would you like to take a shot out of the whiskey that we have in in Mjolnir? Like, I'm sorry, what? Like, yeah, we have a hammer that was crafted by like the weapons makers of the Lord of the Rings and we put booze in it yes so i had a, 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 a thor's with hammer shot through this oh it was exceptional like oh my god it was like what a what a string of taste it was it was really good oh fuck it was so so cool it was just me- it was just metal as hell um and then the main the main course was the secrets of the father which was this fucking expensive steak um it was a dry aged scotch fillet and it was it was absolutely brilliant it was it, 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 it was it worth every dollar we paid for it probably not but it was fucking delicious. What, what what did it run you for the night? 
Just out of curiosity, uh, you can tell me to fuck off if you want to. Now it was like, two seventy five for the two of us. Wow, that's yeah, that's, that's pricey. That steak Jeez. was a hundred bucks. Fuck, yeah, worth it. In that, I'm like, I would never do this experience again. I was like, poor, and I'm so lucky. I'm so lucky that Phoebe was all like super. Uh, you know modern age woman about she's like we'll split it i'm like oh thank fuck oh thank fuck (laughs) oh god you have no idea how much i appreciate you right now holy shit yeah (laughs) i was like oh thank you so much and it impressed Uh, the lady it most certainly did um yeah so there was that had this like yeah it was was beautiful and then to end the night it was a um uh a a which is like meringue with a sort with a raspberry sorbet in the middle and like a, a, a biscuit on the bottom, which they then also set on fire because everything just got set on fire and it looked like and it, like as I said on Twitter, it was bizarre. Like the fire, the whatever because it, it was a it was a raspberry schnapps that they set on fire, so it had this really cool like blue hue to it. So it kind of had that like you know souls escaping hell like energy to it. Like they really nailed it in terms of the presentation mixed with the pairing of the names, what they were going for, um, and it really just it was such a rad experience. And as I said, it was something that I would never, never do. And admittedly, like just by having it tied into God of War was just enough for me to go do it in the same way that when they did the PlayStation to play earlier in the year and I drove to, and I drove to some fucking bakery in Preston just to try a, ra- a vaguely ratchet and clank fucking dessert. To be like, fair, that, that dessert was kind of gnarly. That dessert really was so that. good. It was so good. Like, I wanted to, like, do I go to Sydney just to try the fucking Uncharted steak burger and whatever the other thing was? Was it the Last of Us-based dish? I'm like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, and here, like, it was it was insane. It was such a cool, like, overall just a cool experience. It's a bar I, I knew existed, but I never would have gone because I knew it would have been expensive. It was very much a, I'm going to do, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it right. I'm going to do it once and then probably never do it again. But fuck, I'm glad I did it. I'm so glad I did it. Um, it hit all the right beats. It impressed, it impressed my, my partner. Um, I got really stoked on uh, on the, the, the God of War nerdiness to it. And it tastes fucking amazing. Like it was, it was, it was a big, big win. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like, it was, it was awesome. It was just cool. And I, I, I sent, cause when I spoke to PlayStation Australia about it and I was like, Oh shit. Like, thanks. You know, appreciate you sending me in. Like, I booked in for Thursday. It looks fucking dumb. I'm so in I'm like, Oh man. Yeah. Please let us know what you think. I think knowing full well, it's this big expensive experience. I guess they're like, yeah, give us any fucking feedback. And I sent them the photos and I gave them the rundown of what it was. And they're like, Oh man, you know, thank you so much for your support and all that sort of stuff. And go out my, just if you if, if like if cool marketing installations like this keep happening i'm gonna keep doing it like a i'm a giant fucking playstation dork but additionally it's it's cool marketing right it's something different like mm. I, I obviously feel like aside from now that you know how much it would have cost like are things like that's this something that intrigues you yeah like i i enjoyed the i enjoyed the playstation plate stuff um it is it is nice stepping outside of the of the usual box of of marketing it's it's cool to have such an interactive thing uh be paired with something that we enjoy so much yeah so doing more of that would be cool yeah it was yeah and that yeah that is it was fucking dope in that sense you know sign me up for like a last of us escape room or something 
Oh <laughs> shit, that would be cool. All, all we have to hope is that dark, last, you know, dark pictures. Come on, let's go. Some escape rooms. Well, the next one, which comes out in like what two weeks, is all about that. All about the HH H. Holmes house. Give me a fucking escape room wrapped like you know, seem like the fucking HH H. Holmes death room. That is brilliant marketing. So. Horrifying, horrifying marketing. Like once again, just amplifying serial killers. But holy shit, would that would be so fucking cool? So fucking cool. But yeah, yeah. Look, I'm so glad I did it. Um, you know, God of War being unquestionably my game of the year, and now the God of War, the Norse saga specifically, is my favorite game franchise like, set in existence. So, like, that's an easy win for me. Um, you, you wrap that in there, I'm there, right? And I'm, I'm glad I got to experience it, you know. And I got to take someone that experienced it in a different way. Like if you and I went, you like and a, I like a normal, like a normal person who just enjoys food. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> who doesn't just think about food practically, like I do. Like this one makes my mouth, you know, fine. And like this one, because like I eat my muscle chef meals and like I have meal replacement shakes. I eat for practicality, not for fucking entertainment. You know, so to take someone that was able to get it and understand it, like if you and I went, you and I would have had the best fucking mandate in the world. Like, mm. you know, it would have been great. But like to take someone that that got like a boner for it in a different way, like, oh, this is, you know, this meat was prepared this way. It was done this and this is why it's good. And this is why these flavors work really well together. I'm like, it's a steak. It looks fucking cool. And it's named after Kratos. Can I eat it? It was really, really good in that sense. Um, that's what we, we, we mentioned in the chat. Glad you both had an awesome time. Marcy, is it from Marcy? Yeah, I did. It was absolutely fantastic time. As I said, and I, I come out looking amazing. So I'm like, hey, you want to go do this super nerdy thing? I'm like, yeah, yes. And I came out looking great. Like, what a win. Um, if they do the PlayStation... So MGB Live says, if they do the PlayStation Plate thing again, they have to do an Astro or Sackboy item. Um I did risk, like, this is one of the marketing things I did receive. <laughs> so when Astro Bot came out, I got gifted, like, this fucking Hessian bag with, like, gold coins in it because, you know, one of the big things about the game was collecting gold coins. So that was pretty cool. That's a cool little bit of marketing. <laughs> oh, and I should... You go, go, go. Oh, and I should Please. preface as well, like, outside of getting the email that says, go do it, PlayStation Australia didn't pay for me or do anything. I didn't... I got no special treatment or incentivized or anything. I just went, this looks dumb, I'm in. <laughs> Uh, no in the chat is like I eat for practicality unless it's a $100 steak and a shot through bone <laughs> normally I do this this was the this was the exception this was the exception to the rule um, uh, but yeah uh, MGB if Sony partnered up with a company like Juice so Juice is like a uh, like energy drink sort of it's like that weird it's like a, a pre-workout it's like powdered shit I don't know what it is and I'm saying that just because oh yeah and MGB's partnered with them now um so just MGB thrown in a little pro, a little self promo there. Well done, well done. Um, yeah, I think that'd be cool. If they do more stuff like that, I'm totally in. Even if they do dumb shit, any event stuff, I'm totally fucking in. Cause I'm a giant, I'm a giant nerd for this stuff. But um, look, that's enough. Of that. That's like 25 straight minutes on fucking what I ate for dinner on Thursday. This is the content you guys come for, I guess. Like, we're, a, we're a fucking food podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the yeah, for the plate tours. For for the eaters. Yep. Oh, no, that no for the eaters. That sounds like a fucking kink podcast, and uh, I'm also down for that. <laughs> uh, 
for the fetus. Fuck me. That's so dangerous. That's a dangerous, but I kind of want to do that, but I also don't, but I kind of do. Remember that one time when you were going to buy the God of War cookbook and you were going to do a fucking cooking show? Uh, the God of War cookbook comes out next week <laughs> and I'm going to buy it. And my kitchen looks like shit. So, so it's most certainly not the most like uh, video friendly kitchen, but I'm in. I might just do it. Cooking stream. I, I'll, I would consider it. And we'll do like we'll do the God of War cookbook. Fuck no! I'm I'm think I think I may have sold. Think I may have convinced myself. Wouldn't and no, it wouldn't be an FTP if it didn't devolve to porn. Fucking a weird porn too, not just regular porn. It's always weird. That dims the rules. Yeah, you know, ones that may go. Oh, I should probably. Why am I still watching this? That's the kind. Of, that's the good shit. I believe this content <laughs> is free. <laughs> yeah, who filmed this? At, one and who gave it away for free? You should pay all this. One second. No worries. But yeah, like I'm, if you guys would be, wouldn't be interested, that's certainly something I'd be keen to do. Because um, like I always kind of like the idea of these cool uh, cookbooks. Well, I'm just going to talk to you all directly while Max fucks off to whoever he's doing. I'm sure it's something to do with his kid. Like I know Fallout did one. Uh, as Bethesda made a cookbook for Fallout. And I did consider doing that too. Um, there was a couple of cookbooks that like gaming related cook. I think there was like a Star Wars one, which I don't know what that would taste would taste like. That would taste fucking weird. But like, yeah, I did consider it during the past. I thought it'd be like a dumb little gimmick. Um, but yeah, I, I most certainly would would consider doing something like that. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, done. I'm interested. <sighs> it's gonna wait like i wasted all my fucking solo talking material when max was in the room and now he's buggered off and i've just got to have to sit here and and chat to it for cova do it all right i'm gonna need your help though i'm i'm 100 need your help um in the no okay this is this is how it's going to derail when max is in here in the early days of the internet you could search for a man having sex with a goat now it asks what you what breed of goat that's good to know look it's it's good to know i imagine different breeds of goats have very different um interests in what they seek for in a partner uh, unconsensually um uh mgb i think those geeky cookbooks are a nice novelty just something for us peeps who love that stuff and it, yeah it's, it's it's very similar to the whole idea of like this whole marketing deal with with Melania was like i would never have done this if they didn't gamify it so to have them do that here huge win absolute huge win um i'm gonna have to deep dive into a little a little bit into uh into the world of geeky cookbooks and see what i can find because i know there has been quite a handful um and I'd be willing to start a little collection because I don't have any cookbooks. So maybe I'm going to have to start scouting them out and build my collection of little cookbooks. You everything good? Yeah. What? What? Oh, it's, it's all good. Don't worry. Okay, cool. You sure? Yeah, yeah. We, we can stop? No, I'm, if I stopped, I might be a while. Okay. Well, in that case, let's get fucking, let's get straight into it. What have we been playing this week, Max? Go. <laughs> um. So we finished, well, I finished Entropy Center off. Yes, so, so Entropy Center, uh, a really cool little game that came from uh, Stride PR. Uh, it was a big thank you to them for sending on that through. The premise was literally like, hey, you like Portal? I'm like, fuck yeah, I love Portal. Beep. Um, and yeah, this game is literally Portal without the portals. Yeah. Run me um, through it, Max. So, so the premise of the game is you're in a testing facility, like in Portal, uh, and you're essentially trying to stop the destruction of the world. Mm-hmm. And to do that, you need to do these puzzles to charge up a device that will allow you to uh, 
save the world. Mm-hmm. So similar to Portal, you go through uh, you go through the testing. Each uh, segment of tests have a different gimmick. So the, the the main overarching gimmick in this is the the entropy device, which is a essentially a time rewind gun. So once you've worked out the puzzles, you have to essentially solve them in reverse because you have to rewind all the stuff as you go through. Mm. So that's that's the that's the gimmick. And then throughout you have like the standard cubes, explosive cubes, bridge cubes, laser cubes, and they all interact differently. Um, took about four or five hours to 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 beat. There's fifteen chapters. Um, yeah, it was really cool. Yes, I, I've been I've been spending a little bit of time with it uh, myself. Now, I, in no way am I in your uh, credits level because you rolled credits order over the weekend. But like, I'm like six chapters deep at the moment. Each chapter has uh, mm. five five puzzles, and once and as you said, Max, each of those early um, chapters are all about like, hey, here's new gimmick. Here's yeah, here's go to the next one. Here's new gimmick. Next one. Here's new gimmick, and so on and so on. So it's kind of cool. And then towards the back end, they start implementing them all together in like this fucking potential chaos fest of modes. Now, so for those who don't know, hey, entropy I, is like its actual terminology is is the level of chaos within the within the in the universe. So, I, I might need to, I might need to bounce, man. Okay, I'm really I'm really sorry. That's all right. Um, I'm happy to record later tonight if you like. Yeah, cool. If we can. All right. I'm uh, sorry, everyone. Max has I'm to really go. Sorry, everyone. No, Max has to go do things. Family always comes first, so we will see. I'll be, you. I'll, I'll be back. We will see you all later. And we're back. Sorry, apologies on that. Max, Max had to attend to his family, and as I said, like literally seconds before this cut, family comes first always. I learned that the hard way. Um, keep it that way. The, but, old, the old popsy intermission. Yeah, it doesn't hasn't happened in a while, but uh, yeah, <laughs> it's back. So well, I was last time we were talking about Entropy Center uh, and how like I hadn't spent as much time with it as you have. Like I haven't rolled credits, but we're, we're talking about sort of the, the, the gimmicks around each of the, uh, yeah. the chapters. So in the downtime that the, you're off tending to your family, I did place more Entropy Center. So now I'm in uh, chapter seven. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and the, the latest gimmick is Rivers. Um, oh yeah, I totally forgot about rivers. Yeah, that so, was that was a fu- that was a fun that was a fun chapter. I think I um I think I cheesed a lot of the puzzles in the rivers. Yeah, I'm cheesed. I the, the three that I just said I cheesed the shit out of. <laughs> like um, I worked out with the with the flat square jump pads. Mm. Uh, they don't activate if you're holding them or rewinding them, but if you quickly tap drop and then re grab them, you can double jump yourself in midair. Oh. So I was like, I, I skipped like entire sections that I don't think I was supposed to skip by like bouncing off a launch pad and then dropping the jump pad and rebouncing again. Oh, that's, that's some good, that's some good entropy hacks right there. Well, there's, there's a, there's a, there's a section coming up soon that you'll get, I think if my memory is correct, coming up soon where the gimmick is conveyor belts. Oh, and you have this kind of momentum thing like you did with the portal goo. Hmm. So you like run really fast along the uh, along the conveyor belt, drop the jump pad, and you just like fucking yeet yourself across. <laughs> yeah, and then obviously if you need to go in reverse, you reverse the conveyor belt and run in the opposite direction. And, yeah. But yes, as we were saying, so the game is is a lot of fun in that it has you thinking in the same way that Portal did, and like. Uh, Yes, this game is portal without the portals, but like it knew that it knew that going in. All of the marketing material is pretty much along the lines of it's portal. You like portal, right? It's, it's pretty much portal, and 
Yeah, I'm not even mad about it. Like the the like the story is pretty cool. Like at least what it's alluding to is that you know that mm-hmm. there is this cataclysmic event that happens on Earth, and this entire center is just constantly trying to re is is just building up to reverse it to try to save it, but it just keeps repeating yeah. and repeating and repeating. Because the idea, so the story is that each each every time that an individual runs the series of puzzles it builds up entropy and they use that entropy as i alluded to before entropy is the 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 amount of chaos within the universe where as you build up this entropy they can use it to then um alter bigger moments in time uh so the idea is that having people run this building run these puzzles over and over and over again in order to reverse this worldwide cataclysm so I just approached the Entropy Museum, and they've talked about how, like the like in the past, Entropy has been the Entropy Project or Center has been has been used to save the pandas, <sighs> save the tigers, stop like ten thousand asteroids, and a bunch of other like pretty and life-ending things. It's a cool gimmick in that sense. I've just learned, like minor combat just popped up as well. I was, I was wondering if it was a completely combat-free game, but no, there's a little bit of combat. Yeah, no, the the game is cool. So I, f- I think I mentioned it a little bit earlier. So the way that the big difference between it and Portal is in Portal, you can see the solution and you're like, okay, this is how I do it. In Entropy Center, it's I can see the solution. Now I have to solve it backwards. Yeah, which that in itself is a dope gimmick. Yeah, because obviously as you're rewinding the pieces through the level, it's like... Well, I need to make this jump here, then this jump here, then this jump here, which means I need to start the items here, then here, then here, and work your way backwards. Yeah. So that was that was cool. It took a little while to wrap my head around that. Uh, so it took I, I think my playtime was about four hours twenty ish, mm-hmm. and it took me just as long to get from chapters one to ten as it did from ten to fifteen, because at the back end of the game is when they throw all the gimmicks at you at once. So yeah, I, we've, we've tutorialed the shit out of you for the first half of the game. Yeah. Now, now shit's about to get real, and that's you know, because I, I I mentioned it last week that I found the puzzles to be quite simplistic in in design mm. to begin with, and that's because they're setting you up, for and that's something because huge. they're essentially setting you up to 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 screw you over in the in the back end of the game. Yeah, and like at least in my experience so far, is that yeah, like having the short as I said as I mentioned before the cut is, you know, the five, five, five puzzles per chapter is really tight. It's just enough to get you on the understanding on it, and then you move to the next. And, yeah, having work the puzzle in reverse is actually fun. So, in theory, it prevents you from trying to cheese the puzzles. Because, you mm. like, in, uh, at least in Portal, you, you could just somehow end up with the answer and go, oh, okay, that's the answer. Yeah. Where here, it's like, you have to solve the puzzle and then then work out how to do the like do your it's it's like math right you know you find the solution but then you have to do show your working working out same thing like hey well here's the answer now work your way backwards which is yeah for sure tons of fun so i hope you spend like a time of that like the only other thing that i've i guess because i'm doing so many puzzles like in quick succession time in and of itself ironically doesn't feel weird like it feels weird like you're like oh it took me four and a half hours i'm like how much time have i spent with it already it's gonna be a couple of hours, easy. But then mm. I have no idea because I've just been wrapping through it so fast. And it doesn't show you a game clock either. Like your save file shows you the last time that you saved it. Mm. Like so, real world time. So, 
Yeah, so I actually have no idea how long I spent the sofa. At least, yeah, at least a couple of hours. Um, so mm. I had my son with me uh, last night, and uh, he went to bed early. And because he, he, he sometimes he goes, I want to sleep with you. I'm like, yeah, no worries. So we went to bed, and I just played through remote play on the backbone to the t- to the lounge. And uh, yeah, I did that for a little while. So I probably put like is that, is that the new device you're going to bring up every week? You've moved on from the TV. It's like backbone. Oh, I don't need the TV anymore. I got a backbone now. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the game the game is really really good um i think it's relatively cheap and especially if you want a small thoughty sort of um puzzle game in the same way like the witness i really enjoyed the witness in that you i know it's i know it's a bucket boot of it on you know to, to be like yeah it was like learning a language in that in in the witness you're like here's words and then here's um two mm. words and then his sentences and there's his phrases and you have to think about it as you go where here it's the same idea it's like hey here's a bunch of words now we're going to start giving you sentences by the sounds of at least from what you're saying and then you suddenly go oh shit but you're not just so you're learning the sentence and then translating it back mm. so one of the one of the trippiest parts of the puzzle that they give you at the back end of the game a little bit of spoilers not, not story related but um similar to that in like portal and whatnot they have gates where it'll Mm. remove all the times that you've spent rewinding stuff but there's they introduce a new gate which allows you to transform the cubes into either uh, laser cubes jump cubes or bridge cubes Mm. so there's times where you have to literally walk it through make it a cube walk it back make it something else walk it through make it something else and then you're rewinding it so it hits the right cubes in the right spot at the right time to do the things that you need to do to solve the puzzle. Yeah, and like for me, I it's it's really like because it's time manipulation, it, it can work in a different way. In that, like I forget that you can freeze time. So there was a puzzle that I just couldn't work out. I'm like, well, how am I supposed to get it from there to there? Like there is a wall and there's there is a laser wall in the way. How am I gonna get it? And then I realized that I could drop it, freeze it in time, go to the level that I needed to, and then just go yoink and put it where I want it. But that took me like mm-hmm. ten minutes. I was like, ah, and then I just uh, then I had that moment. I went, ah, there it is. The amount of times that I did the puzzle and went, ah, oh, I didn't do it in reverse, and then I had to redo the whole thing to to set up the rewinds properly. And uh, yeah, yeah. Would you recommend it? Yeah, it's really cool. It, it, yeah, it is a very um, thought provoking puzzle game. Yeah, one of the reasons and that I and and again, it's not too long. Yeah, one of the yeah. reasons I wanted to jump on it, I felt like it's going to be a short experience. If it's anything like like Portal, which is also a short experience, I thought it'd be a more heady sort of game. In that, like, as much as I loved God of War, like it was emotionally heavy. Where this is like thought heavy and quite heady, as in it would need with a D, is that you need to think a lot, and it's unique. Like, but it's 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 weird. It's unique, but it's not unique. It's like it's clearly wearing its inspiration on its sleeve. But what's I mean, good inspiration is that it alters what the original was it, and delivers it is, something different. It is different. very much wearing it on its sleeve. Like you, you play as a non-speaking protagonist. You have a weapon that speaks to you. I mean, the character testing. speaks. You have a oh yeah, actually that's true. You have a test. You're in a testing facility with no one else around. Like, you know. It's very yeah, and then you find little robots, the one with you know, and like it's this mystery and it's all these, all these bunch of things. But yeah, like taking inspiration, like if they just made Portal, it'd be a bit of a shit. But like they made Portal, but then added all the little variants in it that made it yeah. unique and different, and that is what like truly taking inspiration from something is. So that's dope. I thoroughly enjoyed it so far. 
Excuse me. Um, the other game that I played is like, yeah, Broken Pieces. I talked about that last week. I probably put like 25 minutes into it. Um, I just wanted to test out the, test out the remote play. That's two times now. Um, and I played, and yeah, it's got like a lot of fixed camera. Yeah, like I, the one of the reasons I picked it up, I had a very cool Silent Hill energy to it. And yeah, straight off the bat, the game's weird as shit. And like, I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'm in. Super, super weird. But a game that you've been working on for a little while, Max, you finally rolled credits on. Yeah, so I returned to Midgard this week in the form of Valkyrie Elysium. Uh, so thanks to the team over at Bandai Namco Australia for providing me with the code ages ago. Yeah. <laughs> I finally, finally got through it. Um, so this is Oh my a... God, for context, everyone, like the thunderstorm that was being meant to hit all day as my, ca- as my camera freezes, give me one sec. Yeah, as uh, the thunderstorm has been nice. meant to hit all day, just kicked in, and the heavens have opened. Yeah, I'm uh, sure you can hear it, like just beating the oh, shit yeah, out of my drain. It's at my place as well. It's horrible. We live like three minutes from each other. I sure hope so. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, you went so back I, to I, went back to Midgard. Went, went back to went back to Midgard. Played some more Valkyrie Elysium, and I rolled credits as you alluded to. Uh, it turns out I got the bad ending. So oh, there's no. four endings: a, a a a normal, a good, a bad, and a true. So I got the bad ending. Um, so this game came out about two months ago. Mm. It is a hack and slash RPG. Uh, self-contained level, so each mission is set up in its own open world level, which is cool. Uh, combat is your standard uh, combo-based light attack, heavy attack. Mm-hmm. And then as, uh, the added difficulty or the added element to it is the elemental types of the monsters. So if you hit them of the same element, so if they're weak to lightning, hit them with lightning you can stun them and it deals bonus damage and essentially if they stun they can't they can't move they can't attack they don't retaliate i think the term is breaking Mm -hmm. um and then you have your uh which are your summons Mm -hmm. and they each give you a elemental type as well so if your if your weapon is base type fire but you summon the holy spirit you will also deal holy damage okay and it took me to the end of the game to realize this, but when you do combos, uh, when you combo at the end of your combo, depending on which element type you have, it'll do like a little flare. So if you have fire, it, it, it essentially has like a little explosion. Ice creates like this big icicle inside the enemy and will deal multiple hits. In Holy, it makes a fucking healing circle underneath you so you can constantly stay healed up, which is super useful. Mm. Um. The other thing that you can do in combat is you have essentially a tether that pulls you towards enemies, and then you can do some aerial combos and flares, uh, and then you have standard magic attacks, which are, again, element-based to help break those immunities and stuff like that. At the start of the game, I really loved the combat. I thought it was fantastic. By the end of the game, it became tedious, and it was more of a, I just want to get through this so I can get to the interesting part which was the story for me Mm -hmm. so the story is you play as a valkyrie you are one of odin's your you are odin's last valkyrie i believe and you have been assigned to midgar to cleanse the souls of the uh of of midgard from uh essentially the souls have become monsters and you're cleansing the souls to save midgard to save the world uh, turns out that that may not be true as you play through the story. Uh, other factions kind of 
are in your ear like, hmm, really? Is that, is that really what you're doing? Mm -hmm. Are you sure that's what you're doing? And then by the end of the game, it made me question what was going on. And then lo and behold, I got the ending that was a, that's classified as the bad ending. Um, so I'm going to save Scum a little bit and go back and, and do the other two, <laughs> do the other two endings. Because uh, I believe they have boss fights and the bad ending didn't. It just had this really cool um, cutscene between an NPC that is is a search is essentially searching for a lost lover throughout mm. the entire game. Um, and then I had this really cool moment with that with so that you NPC. You went the more character based decision rather yeah, than the more action based which is, decision, which is weird for me because that's normally not how I play yeah. games. Which after after, after coming how, off Ragnarok, you're all emotional and shit. You're like, yeah, I'm gonna pick well, the emotional well, it's option. Just, it's just. The, the story made it feel like that's the one that I should have picked. Yeah. For me, anyway. So, you know, it was really cool. I really enjoyed it. Um, if you're a fan of, like, hack and slash games, like Devil May Cry, stuff like that, the combat's pretty cool. It, but, again, by the end of it, I did find it a little bit tedious. Yeah. Uh, so my playthrough ran me about 10 hours, just a little over 10 hours. Uh, there's nine chapters in the game. Each each core main story quest is a is a chapter and then inside of those you can find sub quests which will allow you to unlock uh some give you weapons some give you magic spells and they're just you know extra extra flavor text for lore and stuff like that mm -hmm. um, i didn't do too many of them i kind of just wanted to, to to focus and get it done uh but i had a blast uh as of this week uh, last week at time of recording uh, they just released two new game modes. Uh, so there's a an essentially roguelike game mode where you play as the other Valkyrie that you see throughout the game. Ooh. And I don't, I can't for the life of me remember what the other one is it's called. Seraphim Gate, I think, from memory. Okay. And it might be like an endless wave thing, but I'm not I'm not totally sure. I haven't looked into it, but I I know the other one um, is is you play as the other Valkyrie and it's kind of like a roguelike. So as you kill monsters and level up, you get certain skills to pick from and you just go as far as you can. Fantastic. Mostly not but, a best but they, game. But they, they are both locked behind a, you have to finish yeah. the game first, which is fair. Uh, Cause obviously, like I said, I think the game's been out for about two months now. So first content drop completely free, uh, which is cool. So if you want more of that stuff, it's, it's in there now. Cool. Which is awesome. Yeah, that, that's good to hear. Certainly not a Betson game in that it's weird as shit. Definitely not However, definitely like, game. I actually want to ask you, so after playing two different Norse games or Norse mythology games in a row, are you all Norse out at the moment? Uh, not really. I mean, I think it'll be a while before I go back and play God of War. Yeah. Because uh, you want again. the plat same that I do. Because I want the plat same as you do. Um... But they are so vastly different. Yeah. It, like, not just in gameplay, but I'm sure even now they handled the mythology. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the laws, the laws vastly different as well, which mm. is, which is, which was good. Excellent. Well, speaking of Square Enix, and, and though, this obviously, and this one obviously focused hardcore on, on Midgard itself. You don't travel to any other realms. You're just on Midgard and you ah, travel okay. to locations on Earth. Very cool. Very, very cool. But yeah, speaking of, speaking of Square Enix, though, so obviously provided the code for uh, Valkyrie Listen. The next up for you is Tactics Ogre. Yeah, so... Um, Man, I've touched it yet, but like that's coming next week. Just, you know, do that little like drip and say, hey, this was coming next week. I, I installed it and opened it, played like 10 minutes of it, and then finished Entropy Center off. So Tactics Ogre will be the game that I'm playing this week. Mm -hmm. 
And again, big shout out to the team over at Bandai Namco Australia for providing me with a copy of that code. Yeah, I don't uh, want I'm super keen to jump into that. So it's a, it's one of those isometric turn-based tactical RPGs, which is yeah. beautiful. Yeah, everything about it's like a huge bone of you, which is which is. Oh, great. I'm so excited! I can't wait. Yeah. So I myself though, like, so we uh, I played a bit more of M- uh, PGA as well because that's also great. Uh, in oh, and season it. two of NBA 2K kicked off, so I've been playing a little bit of that. Oh man, yeah, it's I'm a sucker for seasons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we did also receive a review code for the Chant, which is a cool horror game uh, that was provided to us by uh, Play On Australia. Uh, so big thank you to them. Um, we checking that out as well, and I think there might be a couple other things in the works. So we went from like really quiet to really busy, and because we chose to just exclusively focus on God of War Ragnarok in that time, uh, in the, the least most recent couple of weeks, we're just like, well, let's just go ham on this because obviously it's PlayStation, it's first party, like it's it's yeah, it, this is our number one. So now we we are just playing a little bit catch up with some of the review codes we've been kindly provided. So look, we do apologize to every to those PR companies that that did send it through like some of them did go oi and we went yeah hang on here's what here's the dealio we're sorry uh yes we're just playing catch up at the moment but because uh, i think the rest of the is relatively quiet i think the only ones that got me excited at the moment is like uh the next dark, dark pictures game which comes out what two weeks uh midnight suns in december final fantasy in december yeah that yeah fine okay sure yeah final fantasy in december too yeah when counts i guess uh yeah but for me like that's i've only got a couple left in me and i do have to go back and finish red dead so that i can get two of my three i I think i've given up i don't think i'm finishing any of them well i'm pretty sure you've decimated me in the uh in the fantasies uh, in the fantasy game uh whatever metacritic thing so maybe if we can at least just even out maybe we can i don't know at least god of war fucking came out oh and it smashed like a 90 fucking four I'm, I may have this. I'll have I to. I mean, to be fair, I mean, to be fair, Elden Ring beat it. So, like, yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, we both just have that one big hitter, and, like, I got fucked over with both Gotham Knights and Suicide. Oh, no, you picked Suicide Squad, didn't no, you? No, I picked Hogwarts Suicide Legacy Squad. fucked me up. What a butt. Man, actually, I'm looking oh. forward to it. I've not gone and looked at what even our lists were, so I have no idea where they're at. Yeah, it's going to be rough. Do we it's wait until rough. the actual episode and we do it, like, live on air? we do our own live reactions to what yeah. we fucking pick yeah that sounds awesome thing. rather than calculating it beforehand like we have previously sounds well, good like last episode of the year excellent but yeah outside that I'm playing a whole lot so uh, in that case let's just get into the section we call inform the players we tell you about what happened this week in PlayStation now Max we're going to kick things off with not oddly not surprising news mm, so PlayStation Extra Premium and Deluxe games are coming out tomorrow at time um at time of release of this on the Tuesday. PlayStation, uh, there'll be, yeah, 20 games in total. Uh, PlayStation Extra is getting 15 of those with Premium getting five. And Deluxe. So the game, the <laughs> Deluxe is getting sweet fuck all. So if you live in Australia and you play for Deluxe, Eat you're getting dick, nothing. Sign PlayStation. Getting nothing this month, yeah. So the game's coming to Extra are the Elder Scrolls Five Skyrim Special Edition, PS5, PS4. Rainbow Six Siege, PS5, PS4. All of the Kingdom Hearts that were on PlayStation. <laughs> so 1.5, 2.5, 2.8, and 3. All PS4. Oh, yeah, 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue or whatever the fuck it was. Yep. And Melody of Memory. We're getting Oddworld Soulstorm Enhanced Edition, PS5, hey, PS4. For those who didn't get Division on Division 2. Oh. Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Oh. Chorus. What Remains oh. of Edith Finch. Oh. The Gardens Between. 
the Earth Defense Force World Brothers, Earth Defense Force Iron Rain, and Oni Chanbara. It sounds dangerous. Premium are getting all of the Ratchet and Clanks, which we discussed like last fucking week. Fucking ever. But they're getting the PS3 versions, not the PS2 versions, which means they're not releasing here in Australia because we still don't have PlayStation Now. So again, if you are a deluxe subscriber in Australia, you are getting nothing extra. No PS1 classics, by the way. Again. Yep. No PS2 classics either. <laughs> there's There's nothing lower than a PS3 title here. So no PS1 classic, no PS2 classic, and literally nothing if you're a deluxe subscriber because extra, you would have everything that was coming to Australia. If you Cancel your extra. subscription and go to Mjolnir if you want to place a, a true PlayStation experience, apparently. <laughs> Man, like, look, what remains of Edith Finch, one game I've always wanted to check out, The Gardens Between is apparently sick. And Chorus I caught my attention uh, previously as well. But it's me. Oh, that stoppage between recording is I'm fucking tired now. Um, so I think I think I'm going back to essential once my once my yeah I'm not being the same. I I we the idea is we will try it and see whether it like tickles our fancy and like do it for, do it for the content and uh, uh, there is no content no, to discuss. There's no content. There's nothing. So I just wanted to I just wanted PS one and PS two classics and I think we've gotten three. That's all I wanted. We're siphon filter and fucking that's it. We're then give me Ridge give me Ridge Racer, you fucks. I just want a Tekken three. Tekken three would be sick. It's on your PS one classic. Fuck. Yeah, why don't you just put anything that was on the PS one classic? Literally any of it. Where's where's my crash bandicoot? Well, that, yeah, that one's, I expect the one to be there. But, like, I know Silent Hill, that made no sense, makes sense now that we know that there's more in the works. Metal Gear, like, where the fuck's that at? You know, uh, Tony Hawk's also, you don't, I don't see that coming. But, like, where's, like, just random games off my head? Like, where's, like, Hogs of War? Where's Hercules? Where's, uh, Reboot? Where's Army Men Sarge's Heroes? Where's, uh, (laughs) where's, uh, Harvest Moon Back to Nature? Where's, else is on my what's that what is also my show my shelf over there uh where's the original gta's even though i i can't stand the game where's croc legends of the gobbos it's bullshit you know what could be cool though is that what you're becoming to get a psvrt <laughs> mm. you know you know what could be cool though well, a horizon just fucking, just fucking anything on just fucking anything on ps plus <laughs> but second to that a potential horizon mmo there's strong speculation coming out of korea interesting that sony has signed a deal with the developer ncsoft to create an mmo adaption of its best-selling horizon franchise the studio it's best known for its uber popular releases like lineage and guild wars which are which are big in asia although a report by local publication mtn claims that the company is gunning for global success here judging by the wording in the report it sounds like the ink is still a little wet on this deal so if accurate it's still it will still be very in the very early stages of development Interestingly, though, PlayStation has been hiring for a Korean translator with the job located listed in Amsterdam. Funny that. Where's Guerrilla Games based, Max? Amsterdam. If you said Korea, I was going to yell at you. But um, no. <laughs> Horizon Creator, uh, Creator Guerrilla Games is, of course, based 
at the Dutch capital. So this does add weight to the report. Even more fascinating is that alongside the tra that translator role, Sydney had uh, Sydney. Fuck, Sony has a handful of Amsterdam-based producer roles for an upcoming, quote, mobile game project, end quote. Given the expertise of NC staff and PlayStation decision to develop more mobile games, this title could be targeting smartphones. It's me vomiting on my desk. Uh, look, the idea of an, of an Horizon MMO is really cool in concept because it's essentially just going to be Monster Hunter. Yeah. And, but then in that case, putting it on a phone... That makes sense. Monster Hunter has seen... Well, not, I lied. It hasn't seen its most success portably because Monster it's, Hunter it's World not, is its most it's successful not, game. It's, it's Horizon Go. Yeah. It, oh, my God. <laughs> Don't do that. It's an endless runner. No, that's not an MMO. It's Horizon Go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, it's... it's That's... But, yeah. Next thing you know, we hear that they've connected with Niantic and it's about finding <laughs> fucking robots in the wild and throwing digital spears at them and <laughs> tripping them over and stuff. So people, people in their park in parks just hunting dino robots. Look, this is one of those stories that starts really cool. You're like, oh, shit. And then the more you hear about it, you go, oh. Oh. There's just fucking 10 million oh. aloes running around. Yeah, like it's, the idea is really cool in concept. The second you start adding the asterisks, it's like, oh, poo holes. Would you, would you play this, Max? <laughs> look i would well, was, suck it, or at least initially and then i'd be like i'd hate it almost instantly yeah because you like your monster hunters like not even if they I just do, straight ripped I, monster I do, hunter this would but be like, but horizon's not monster hunter but it's the like, closest it's the, game, the closest analogy in terms of the gameplay is not even relatively close no but i mean in terms of what you could distribute in a multi in an mmo field. like because it's such a single player driven game you're not going to have everyone go hunt down subordinate I, functions I fucking bet you they are no you'll be doing endless fetch quests like you do in the fucking game yeah, that's a, yeah that's a very good point it'll be like instead of go kill five of these fucks let's go kill 25 with four of your mates Ugh. become herders <laughs> it's a fucking survival game you can tame them it's arc but in horizon oh you can you can tame the mechasaurs that's actually a better pitch than monster hunter <laughs> So, yeah. You wake up naked in the Forbidden West and you go fucking tame some robots. Yeah, that's that's kind of better. That's actually substantially better. Yeah. PayPal.me. Let's go. <laughs> Copyright <laughs> trademark, Max. Hit, hit me up to crying, Jim. Where that's at. Uh, all right. It's game awards season. It is. It's not quite the Game Awards yet. Uh, those nominees will be releasing either Monday or Tuesday, depending on where in the world you are. So today but, or tomorrow, time to uh, publish. Yep. But at the British Awards Ceremony, the Golden Joysticks, have made their nominations. Three PlayStation titles are up for Game of the Year. God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Gran Turismo 7. Joining that list is Elden Ring, Immortality, Morio and Rabid Spark of Hope because I can't type for shit. Return to Monkey Island, Teardown, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, Boyonetta 3 because again I can't type, Boy. and COD, <laughs> and Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, and Neon White. Tough crowd. Is it tough it's like, crowd? It's like two in that list that are even 
contenders for me. Yeah, so if I look at this okay, list, and I like in terms of games that I would like objectively consider game of the year contenders, yeah, it's God of War, uh, Elden Ring. Yeah, like in terms of ones that I believe that would be like a, like in a worthy of that discussion. So let me have a look at the other. Like I'm gonna pull up the, the list of games that I've played this year, because um, I, I do keep a list on my phone. Uh, let's see yeah uh, Forbidden West yeah it's probably it's. I think it'll make the list it's, it is an exceptionally good game um, probably one of the better games that I've played this year but my, knowing my bias towards PlayStation stuff like that's why God of War Ragnarok gets that run uh, Outriders World Slayer ain't getting it Cult of the Lamb I think should be in there at least we'll go through the we'll go through the um, the potential uh, categories for the game awards and we'll, we'll throw down our predictions um, let's see, what have we, what have we got? Oli Oli World, Sifu, Weird West, to- Ghostwire Tokyo. Oh yeah, I forgot that came out this year. Uh, Tiny Tina's, Rainbow Six Extraction, that ain't getting it. Uh, Dying Light 2, Gran Turismo 7, Lego Star Wars, Last of Us Part 1, won't get it because it's a remake. Rollerdrome, Two Point Campus, Stray, that's kind of disappointed. Multiverses, Gotham Knights, Ragnarok, PGA, Hollow, Hollow, okay, cool. Yeah, I, um, hmm. I, obviously you've played a little bit more and you, like what do you think should also be in this list man the only other thing that i actually i can't think of anything else that i played this year that i would put on that list mm. i think tiny tina's deserves to be on there tiny tina's was brilliant but it is kind of a niche game it may win like multiplayer game or well that, let, let me have um, a quick look like I've, so i've pulled up the um the categories that we normally hit so player's voice, which I presume is like picked by the fans. So that could be fucking anything, but I guarantee that's going to Elden Ring. Yeah. Uh, most anticipated game of, of the next year. Of the next year? Yeah. So last year, I, there was Elden Ring, I God of that, War, I Forbidden West, Zelda. Be, I, I think that's going to be Starfield, man. Yeah. So la- last year, it had Starfield and the new Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild, in there yeah, so but, those two will still be in there yeah Elden Ring would get would get the win uh, sorry Elden Ring got the win last year but I, yeah I, I imagine Starfield's I on that list or possibly Spider-Man or Sp- I think Spider-Man 2 will make the list but I do certainly mm-hmm. feel that Starfield will take the win mm. um, best debut indie game uh, I kind of want to say a Cult of the Lamb but I'm trying to remember where the Cult where oh, I think that's, that's not their first game, game though so that might just get. I would say. I would argue that gets best indie game of the year because I think that's probably got the biggest reception. Um, yeah. But debut indie is the is the catch there. So Ember Lab won last year with Kina Bridges Spidgets. Spidgets, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Bridges Spidgets, um, and that was a totally a, like a like a yeah that was straight cool. up deserved win. But like the most, probably the only indie game that's really like run run the gauntlet and like had the most like absolute love would be. Cold of the Lamb. Best multi. See, I see that's where that's where I would put Tiny Tina's, but I I think Call of Duty will win it or Fortnite. Uh, no, because the, the, the best even. multi uh, does oh, not include not. ongoing games. So like oh, it was really? last okay. year, it was It Takes Two, and then like Back for Blood, Knockout City, Monster Hunter Rise, New World, and Valheim. New World that went real quiet. I remember that was so, a huge I just, thing. They just like re-released a two version. Okay. Yeah. See, I th- I reckon that's where Thingo sits. Yeah. Mo- what is, about is Mario multiplayer? 
Sifu's not multiplayer. No, no, but I'm sorry, I meant my brain went to debut indie. Like, was the guys that made Sifu, was that like a debut? Because that, that did, they got a lot of love. Actually, you know what it might be? It might be that um, fucking train game. The guy that, the, the single dude that made the, the, the train brawler. Midnight Express. Oh, okay. Midnight Express? Is it Midnight Express? I don't know. Like, when I think best multiplayer game, though, like, that does hit. That's tough for me because I don't play a lot of multiplayer games. And the ones that you play are ones that are. Fuck, I need puck. God damn it. What? <laughs> I'm trying to find. Um, I'm trying to find this game. Mm-hmm. Uh... It's Midnight Fight Express. Fuck it. I, I knew I was close. Right, I'm just going to pull up uh, VG's 24-7's release dates. For next year? No, for this year. So, great list, by the way. If you're ever interested, yeah, VG 24-7 have a, like, have a exceptional list of all the games that ever dropped in, in that year. Um, so, let me move it onto this screen over here. I'm just, I'm just going to get washed out in white, by the way. Uh, let's see. Like, Rainbow Six Extraction won't make the list. It wasn't very good. It might make the list, but it might... Like, Dying Light 2, didn't that have multi, but it was missing a whole bunch of its multi stuff? Yeah, Dying Light 2 was rough. Yeah, Oli Oli World was good, but wasn't a breakout indie. Um... Oh, this is riveting content, I know. Uh, Tiny Tina's will make the list, I think, in terms of multi, because it did play very, very well. And, like, I know it did sell very well, too. Like Gran Turismo, I think if there's a racing genre, which I'll go through in just a moment. Uh, yeah, right, it's cool. Let's just go back to the categories and we'll come back. Oops. It's definitely not going to be fucking Babylon's Fall. Oh, yeah. for that game. Uh, okay, okay. Let's see. So best sim strategy game. Yeah, who cares? Best sports slash racing game. Uh, the answer there is probably Gran Turismo 7. Because um, like the other options are like what? Uh, FIFA. NBA. Well, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think Forza came out this. Sh- no, Did Forza there's, there's, Five come out this been, year? No, Forza Horizon Five was last year, and it won. Yeah, of course it did. Uh, best family game. Uh, I wouldn't. You know, I, I would expect Mario Rabbids. Mario Rabbids, possibly Pokemans if it comes out. Um, if it, it depends again, depends on the criteria. Oh no, it can't be because there's an out yet, and the nominations are about to go live, so it doesn't make the cut. Yeah, um, which is why Final Fantasy can't win Game of the Year. Yeah, this year, and then everyone will forget because of recency bias. Uh, best fighting game, once again, who cares? Um, Multiverses might make it in there, but I don't know whether it's any like. It certainly won't be Dragon Ball Breakers. Uh, best RPG should be interesting. Uh, I reckon. What did Scarlet? Oh, Scarlet X was last year, wasn't it? Scarlet X was last year. Um. Drake and Valkyrie would make, be in there with a shot. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West will be in there with a shot and probably come with it. Well, one, I, I wonder if they're going to put Elden Ring in there. Well, if Elden Ring can be categorized as an RPG, it's probably going to clean it. It's probably going to take it. Um, otherwise, I think Fire Emblem came out this year. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what other RPGs came in? This year? Uh, Triangle Strategy came out earlier in the year. Didn't that get a lot of love? Yeah, that's a Switch title. I haven't played it because it's Switch. Yeah, but like, isn't it? Xeno, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Oh, Xenoblade Chronicles is probably going to be in there very much. So, yeah. yeah that's going to be a big one. Um, like, I mean that in terms of 
Uh, what game was I talking about a minute ago? Oh, try and show you because that was the guys that did Octopath Traveler, and you know that everyone had a big yeah. old boner for that. So, oh, dude, Octopath Traveler two comes out next year. I'm fucking stoked. Sick. Um, Saints Row gonna go anywhere? No, are you kidding me? Absolutely not. Unless there's a category for like poo games, which there is not, because they try to be nice. I'd hope to see. Five I'd, new releases. Does yeah, that, no, does that get a look I don't in? think we get a look in. I, I imagine. Yeah, <laughs> never come out there before, so it checks out. Uh, sorry, I'm just doing a quick scroll. I know this is riveting podcasting. Hi, I, I, I know uh, Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy Stranger Paradise came out this year. Yeah, that might could, that might come in there. But what, could, what was was a bit of a mixed response on that one though? Yeah. And then yeah, the Diafield Chronicles. There's um. There's, a, there's been a few RPGs this year that, that could definitely go on the list. And it's one of those ones of like, it depends on what gets classified as what. Yeah, it depends on how they want to pitch it. Like that'll tell you however it might it might win. Uh, 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 yeah. It's gonna... I, I can I can see the game of the year if we're if it's if it's only picking four nominees because it's, it's it's four nominees for game awards yeah uh, it, it, it so each category has five five so my prediction for game of the year the five will be Elden Ring God of War Horizon um shit I just had four uh, three it's hard like those three are definitely going to be there yeah so yeah so, the, so yeah so best action adventure is probably also Elden Ring's probably in there as well best action game was like Returnal Back for Blood Far Cry I don't know like how it been, that, that's another fucking vague one it's such a weird cla- like a weird yeah. category uh, Cult, Cult of the Lamb will be number four for game of the year yeah as a nominee uh innovation and accessibility i see god of war getting the win here mm-hmm. most again because of the big love that they that playstation received for the last of Us part two best vr ar game i don't think any came out this year um <laughs> uh best community support probably final fantasy again 14 uh mm. best mobile once again who cares best independent game will 100 percent be cold of the lamb um I, yeah maybe un- i hope unpacking makes the cut that would be pretty sweet. Uh, best ongoing game. I'm probably going to see... Maybe like, Tunic. Oh, oh, Tunic will 100% make that cut for best indie game. Yeah, mm. for sure. Uh, best ongoing game. I expect to see Final Fantasy fourteen again. Uh, Destiny 2. Destiny. Destiny 2 might go well this year because what was the updates that they did that like, which is essentially... Yeah, they did their, they did their big their big expansion this year so and then they revamped all the subclasses and did they've done a lot of stuff this year which has been cool because remember like the feedback was that like hey it's a good game in and of itself like if you were to take away that it was destiny 2 it would just mm. still be a good game yeah uh the new warzone 2.0 which is live in a couple of days uh preload oh well, got, got, okay so if it's preload in a couple of days then don't count it, it, it comes out on the 16th yeah so I don't think it'll. I don't think it'll make the cut. Yeah, I'm sure Fortnite will be in there again. Apex, which is also got Overwatch Two, is probably in there and then won't win because it's poos. Uh, games for impacts. That's a tough one in terms of games that like. Ha- I think unpacking might in there because like that it did have like a very cool undertone. 
I can see Vampire Survivors being in something. I just don't know what. Mm. Best performance, I most certainly imagine we'll see Christopher Judge for Kratos again, and I hopefully he wins it again. Uh, if not, if not, the, ge- the young gentleman that plays Atreus should certainly get it in there. Um, potentially the gentleman that plays Odin or Freya, or the woman that plays, that plays Freya would also be potentially good. Uh, best audio design. I have as far as far as I can recall, there's been no game that's straight up blown me away from an audio design. Like, is when I think mm. back to like the one like Returnal was brilliant. It didn't win here. Forza Horizon Five did, which is bullshit. Um, like, yeah, Forza Ra- does have a banger soundtrack though. Which one does? Forza does have a banger soundtrack. Yeah, but, but that's that's score and music. That's not audio design. Yeah. Um, yeah score and music's a tough one like sorry yeah score and music uh once again nothing's really jumped out at me best art direction i do think god of war aside from my love for it in that it is like it's consistent like through that entire game that art design is front to back brilliant there's no bad it's all good like i'm sure Elden ring will get nominated in there as well because it has that you know weird fucking freaky art style that they like to like to bring in uh, mixed with everyone's love for that game. Uh, best narrative, that's God of Wars to lose. Horizon Forbidden West will make would make a jump in there as well. This is going to be one of those years where, like, same as the Oscars, where you clearly know what movies, are going, like, what, what games are going to just absolutely decimate everyone, and there's probably going to be a clean sweep. If Elden... Like, if once we start watching this event, if Elden Ring start winning you know how it's going to go. Mm. And if God of War starts winning over Elden Ring, you know exactly how it's going to go. Yeah. It's pretty, like, it's just going to be achievement, a big, a big swing that way. So best game direction. I would hope that's God of War because I think in terms of its way, well, as we discussed last week in our, and the week before, and the before in our review, from a game direction perspective, um, it's, it's probably the most consistent in that they set they set out with what they did in 2018 they expanded on it and they made it better like horizon forbidden west as good as it was i don't think delivered in a a, in a good game direction i thought it was great but yeah um i don't see once again game, to me game direction is story and over in everything it's like the entire embodiment of like hey this is the mission we set out to tell in this game and how it came together and I don't think Elden Ring is that, at least from my experience or even the feedback that I that I've heard about the game. That's that's God of Wars for sure. Like yeah, God of Wars. Once again, the recency bias at which the at which uh, the Game Awards always seems to present. There's an idea of where this is going to go. But Game of the Year, there's what one, two, three, four, five, six last year. So I yeah, I would say my my predictions. You, you listed yours before. We'll go through them again. Elden Ring, yep. Game of Thrones, uh, Game of Thrones, fuck. God of War, yep. Cult of the Lamb, Cult of the Lamb will get in there. Horizon. Yep. Um, it's a quiet year. Um, so Gran Turismo might get in there. There's most certainly no Xbox games in there because they haven't released anything. Um, Mario Rabbids is possible. I do think it's I, I, from what I hear, it is very, very good. The first one was exceptional. But like it might just get a like a little it's the same way as Metroid Dread getting in the last year just as like hey look we acknowledge it's pretty good it's not gonna win but shout out for being nominated yeah 
you know, so, so looking at the list of games that have dropped this year, it's just, it's been a, this has been one of the poorest years in a very long time. Oh, actually, a game that I forgot to consider, Plague Tale Requiem. That will be in the best games of the year, for sure. And most certainly direction, and most certainly narrative. Um, everything I'm hearing about that game so far has been nothing but, like, thumbs up. Um, so it, it wouldn't surprise me if we see that in a lot of categories as well. And performances as well, I, I think at least from once again what i've heard is there's a lot of praise love and respect um, i've, I've played a little bit of it it does look stunning yeah cool cool that's pretty much where i'm at but yeah for me i want god of war to win obviously but i'm sure Elden ring will give us run for its money um yeah very very cool all right max let's get into the quick bits uh so this came on twitter this week Control 2 is happening uh, as Remedy have signed a publishing agreement with 505 Games. Hell yes. Like Control would have been my game of the year if Death Stranding didn't come out. Like Control yep. was exceptional. Because speaking of Control, we didn't mention this in the Entropy Center discussion, but there is a lot of Control vibes in that space too. Mm. It's very, very cool. Um, uh, Hogwarts Legacy fans have over 40 minutes of gameplay to check out in a recent showcase. Have you watched it? Not yet. I haven't. I'm going to go radio silent until I play it. Because, you know, look, regardless... I know, I know Cass has watched it. Yep. He was telling me about it last night. He's keen as a bean. Yeah, like, I was already keen for the game anyway. Look, and if we step aside all the um, JK Rowling stuff, we've discussed about what we st- what we think about her thoughts on things. But, you know, it, it's something that I still want I still want to check out. Oh, hello. What are you? Hello, news story. Wrestling RPG WrestleQuest launching May of 2023. I don't know what that is, but thanks for putting that in there for me, Mac. So I'm going to have to look. You're welcome. I'm going to I'm gonna have to do a bit of Googling on whatever that is. That sounds bad. Uh, one, of, one of the people who designed Fortnite's Battle Pass has now joined Naughty Dog. That only tells you what's happening with uh, factions, let me say. Yep, I'm going to get this place, Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, all you're going to see is just Joel and Ellie doing that fucking dumb dance. Uh, flossing, that's what it's called. The Last of Us board game has been funded on Kickstarter. And currently, it's tripled its pledge goal. I haven't thrown in on it yet, have you? Are you going to? No. You did, you did Elden Ring though, yeah? No, yep. you said no. Fuck you. I have too many board games already that I don't play. Yeah, so apparently The Last of Us 1, it is not a unique board game. It's essentially, there's like a um, Escape the Dark, Escape the Fate, whatever the fuck called they like it's essentially a, a previously very common rule set just skinned in the last of us mm. so that's intriguing alone and once again if you wrap something in playstation i probably catch my attention well, um, you've you bought the fucking resident evil 2 game that we've still never played oh so i keep looking at it every time i sit at this desk it's like right there i'm pretty sure it's based on the same setup actually is what would be the last of us game just come play it just come play it one day you're just gonna have to tell me you're like hey i'm coming around your house I'm like, okay like you, you and me will play it. I'll get Ange to play it. I might get Craig or Paris to come around because they they're better at board games than me and they can process them like I can't. Uh, yeah, Death Branding, Death Branding, Death Stranding celebrates 10 million porters on its game's third anniversary. So 10 million players. That's amazing. Uh, Call of Duty to get premium release. <sighs> Jeez, oh. In 2023, but unclear if it's a new game or Modern Warfare 2. Didn't they mention they were taking a year off? 
Uh, yeah, so there's no... Uh, Sledgehammer's game will not be coming out in 2023, but Infinity, they're, they're doing a release in 2023. It may just... It's more likely to be like a big uh, expansion to Modern Warfare 2 by Infinity Ward. Okay. But basically, there's going to be enough content to charge you another 125 bucks, is what they're saying. Activision, you piece of shit. Um, but yeah, so you've lent me your copy of, of uh, Modern Warfare 2 for, to borrow my whippersnapper. I'm like, ooh, what a deal. So I'm going to install that uh, and I'll at least pull the yeah, first... You need, like, you need like fucking 200 gig. No, no, I'm installing it in parts. I'm going to do part one of the campaign and uh, the multiplayer. And that's it. Okay. So, because uh, I know Ange, my housemate, um, he and his partner play a lot. So she's just going to carry both he and I and I can't wait. Uh, Sony has announced upcoming title Final Fantasy 16 will be exclusive to the platform for six months. Um, we should preface though that like so Final Fantasy 7 remake was was a timed exclusive as well, and suddenly that's uh, not anywhere else. So, look, on a complete side note, I'm pretty confident that Square Enix are preparing themselves to be bought. Like they're releasing everything they can, no matter where they can. It's like we're just going to release everything. Yeah, Square Enix has dropped so many fucking games this year. Yeah. It's crazy. Essentially, it's almost like they're trying to inflate their their, their value. Like this release. They also, they, they also just sold off three fucking... Yeah. So on a, on a side uh, on a side side note, if things go well, we may not have to hit up Square Enix directly anymore. We'll just go to PlayStation, um, which is great because we're working working relationship with both of them. Woohoo! What a win. Uh, and uh, finally, Ubisoft wants to make sure we all know about that Prince of Persia remake has not been cancelled. I forgot about it, so shout out. Yeah, to so them. despite the fact that they uh, refunded everyone's pre-orders, they only did that because they don't have an anticipated release date, but they're still working on yeah, it. Yeah, they felt really bad because Ubisoft have known to feel bad about mistreating people. You know, it's what they do. They, mistre- they mistreat people all the time, but at least this time they feel sad about it. So, hence, it's coming. Okay, and upcoming titles this week, we have Do Not Open, coming to PS5, November 15th. Uh, TMNT Shredder's Revenge, PS5, November 15th. Call of Duty Warzone 2.0, PS5, PS4, November 16th, with the preload going live on Tuesday, I believe. Mm-hmm. Goat Sim 3, PS5, so November 17th. For the preload. Yep. Uh, yeah, Goat Sim 3, PS5, November 17th. The Dark Pictures Anthology, The Devil in Me, PS5, PS4, November yeah. 18th. The devil in my and, butt. Um, why is eight Lacrimosa of Dana PS5 November eighteenth? Yeah, the, look, man's for me is the uh, the devil's inside me. Yeah, yeah. Devil, yeah. They get, get I'm that. Looking for Warzone two, to be honest. Well, I just want to see. What, I, I'd, I'd be curious to see what they make different. Like when the the times that I had played Warzone, I really enjoyed well, it. Apparently, there's like a like a Tarkov d- like <gasps> division style dark zone gameplay style where you gotta like extract shit so see I this is an interesting isn't it once again, isn't it interesting that like Call of Duty used to be the tastemaker but like I don't know when it was it was a couple of years oh, ago were they? yeah no, were it, they? no no like, like all their game modes exist in other games first. yes but like everyone was like we need our game to be Call of Duty and now Call of Duty's like, well, we need our game to be this. And because they release everything f- annually, like, it's just constantly changing and adding different influences. Like, you're like, oh, it's Call of Duty. It's like Tarkov. It's like this. But previously, how many years ago, we were like, it's like Call of Duty. 
just how times have changed and how the market leader is no, I guess on paper is still the market leader, but from an inspiration value stance, not so much. I mean, according to Jim Ryan, it's the best game in the world. Yeah, well, he has to because he's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's like, he's committed to a bit now and he can't, he can't he's, step away. He's committed to the bit. Yeah. <laughs> But anyways, the big thank you to everyone for listening to the show. We much appreciate you as always. And and as you said, the greatest thing you can do is spend time with some with, with anyone. Um, as time our time on this on this uh, coil is finite, and you've chosen to spend some of it with us. So thank you so much, uh, Max. Send us home. Well, everyone, this play, tonight's PlayStation <laughs> tonight's PlayStation conversation came to you in two parts. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you for bearing with us. Uh, but you can catch this every morning, Monday, 8 a.m. podcast services, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify, 9 a.m. on those YouTubes for video format and people who want to look at us. But if you want to take part in future conversations with us, come and check out our last socials, Facebook, Discord, Instagram, and Twitter. I don't have my blue chick yet, uh, but we'll get there. No, I am paying for uh, all those links are in the description below. What was that? I am paying that $8. Fuck them. That's 12 in Australia. Gross. That makes me even less want to do it. You don't, you don't, you don't want to pay for a digital tech? No, so because can... I'm sorry. We'll get into a sec. The verification. Everyone that's complaining about the verification and how it's like they just they just mad they don't have one. Like you, Elon Musk, boomer energy to the max. How many years ago when everyone's like when everyone gets a partition, everyone gets a participa- participation trophy, it diminishes the award. I. Yeah, yeah. So okay, why, sorry. when like when everyone can be verified, suddenly no one's verified, and it means I, nothing. I saw a tweet today, and I I'm really annoyed that I can't remember who posted it. So if if it was you and you listen to the show, please, you know, claim credit because I wish I could give it to you. But it's uh, it was Elon Musk is the best example of a gamer thinking he can do better than developers. Bingo. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, it's, if it's fuck what a piece of shit, like it's like. Yeah, I just hate it in terms of the idea of like, yeah, if everyone can be verified, then it doesn't mean anything. So, right. that, But then you have to have a verification over that verification. Like, and then, and then what? Because like, I don't have a green tick. Suddenly, like, all well, the fuck, everyone starts complaining about the green ticks. It's fucking stupid. Like, it's the idea of the, you know, the, 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 has, the has and has nots. But then when suddenly everyone has, you just make new has nots. It's dumb. It's completely stupid. And like verification, like legitimately verified accounts mean something. It should mean something. How and about of- how about they just got more strict on who earns it? Like the previously was just if you happen to be a journo, you just get one. Well, not maybe it'll make it that easy. Like, but but like if you want a better way to spend twelve dollars, come on over to our Patreon. <laughs> you totally can. That's very very true. <laughs> we'll, we'll give you a blue check. Yeah, we'll do it for sure. We'll give you fucking a fucking color tick you want, you know? But if you want to join the conversation as it happens, another way to spend, what, 12 bucks is head over to Twitch. Yeah, if you want to join the conversation as it happens, head over to twitch.tv slash thepopcultures where you can watch us record this show live where you can jump in the chat and become part of the show. If you want to support the show, you can tell your friends, tell your family about this position pod. If you are listening on podcast services, be sure to give us a five-star rating and a written review. If you are uh, watching the YouTube, be sure to like, subscribe, and comment below. I, I endeavor, <laughs> I endeavor to... to 
and to every single comment. If you want to support us financially and makes it's just it's just a waste of money as uh, your your blue Twitter check. Uh, head over to Facebook. Head over to patreon.com slash the pop culturist where you can buy uh we help support the show or you can head over to popculture.com slash shop where you can buy shirts and other assorted shit with our logos on it we need to make a, a, a fucking verified t-shirt oh yeah just popsy verified and no one wants it it's just as valuable <laughs> but until next week i'm ryan betson i'm max Cooper, and that was for the feeders for the feeders i remembered ah uh, nice callback from like two hours ago <laughs> it was two hours ago